Zycon Podcast is hosted and sponsored by Sphere Rocket Virtual Assistants, a leading provider for your virtual assistants and outsourcing needs. Owned by one of the top-ranking EXP agents, Justin Nelson. Sphere Rocket VA provides a one-stop virtual staffing solution for business owners, and we specialize in helping business owners grow their business by leveraging through virtual assistants. Trusted by the top names in the real estate industry like Kyle Whistle, Andrew Franklin, John Kitchens, and many more. Get ready to up your success and we'll help you achieve your business goals. Book your free consultation at SpearRocketVA.com and find out how we can make your life easier. Welcome back to another episode of the Icon Podcast. I'm your host, Gianna. And today we've got Nick with us and he is going to give us everything we've got to know about Nick, where he started in his real estate journey, how he became an icon, his journey with EXP and so much more. Nick, welcome. Thank you very much. Appreciate you having me on. Of course. So take us back to the beginning. Where did you get interested in real estate? You know, what markets have you been in and where did it all begin? Sure. Okay. So my wife and I, we owned CrossFit gyms for a good amount of time. We started them when she was 19. I was 23. And I did that for a, a good period of time. Like CrossFit gyms? CrossFit gyms. Yeah. Oh, cool. I do CrossFit. That's really cool. Good oh, okay. Yeah. So it was super fun. So we were really young. We started those gyms. Mm-hmm. I had a very good friend who was uh, acting as like a mentor for us. He had been in business for a long time. He happened, he happened to own a real estate brokerage like 50, 55 minutes away from me. So um, we would go on these annual golf trips. And, um, you know, as we got staff operating our gyms on a daily basis, we really kind of got in the CEO position where we were just kind of making, we weren't coaching as much. We had some more free time. And um, he was having to refer out deals to agents that he didn't know who lived out by me. So he basically asked me to come on as an agent, get my license and just help him out so he could refer to somebody that he knew. Um, it was super cool. I was totally uninterested, to be honest. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it seems like I know it's not easy to run a gym, and then I yeah. know myself. I'm getting my real estate license right now, so that I can understand cool. kind of what you guys go through. And um, that's yeah. a lot of balls to juggle. It <laughs> was it was so much, and we had little babies. You know, our daughters were super young. I have a four and six year old now. They're about to have birthdays. But when I started, I don't even I don't know how old they are. They were uh, like three and one or I don't know, under one and two, something like that. So there was a lot going on. <clears throat> so I didn't pay much attention to real estate. I got my license very slowly. I did it online. And then like members in our gym started to find out. And I had one really close friend of mine ask me to help him purchase a house like 30 minutes away. So I did. And then to be super transparent, you know, I processed the deal, which was chal- my first deal was very challenging. I got to the closing table. I saw the commission check and was like, what have I been doing with my life? I, honestly, that's really what occurred. So, um, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was tough. I had to, like, you know, problem solve. No day through processing that transaction was really the same. And I really enjoyed that. So um, we kind of decided to slowly prep our gyms for sale. There was a lot of other life stuff happening. Um, so we prepped our gyms for sale. And, you know, as we offloaded more and more tasks in our gym, in our gyms, I, um, I just took on more responsibility in real estate. When both of them were sold completely, I dove head first and just, yeah, went for it. That's crazy. So do you still do CrossFit? You sold the gyms? 
So I sold the gyms. I continued doing CrossFit until like about one year ago. So I did CrossFit for like 10 years or something like that. And then just took a break, started doing a bunch of jujitsu and running. So I I still work out very regularly, but I've taken a little break from CrossFit first one in a long time. That's really cool. What a a cool, I don't even know. How's that even? I don't know. It was totally not anticipated or intentional. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Well, yeah. then, so did you start at EXP then as a brokerage? Yeah. Or? Nope. I started at a small boutique brokerage in Rochester, mm-hmm. Michigan. So I started with that mentor. It's about an hour away. It was previously called Ethos Real Estate. It still is. They ended up just recently merging with Carter Williams. So very happy for them. But I was there for the first uh, approximately, I think, a little over two years of my real estate career. And then I ended up uh, moving over to EXP in September of 2020. Okay. So what drew you to EXP? Because when you're, I mean, you actually, this probably wasn't hard for you because you were doing everything and anything and you were already Superman, but you know, making that move is tough for most people. What kind of drew you to EXP for you that this is worth it? I am super entrepreneurial. And um, before I got my license, I thought that I would get into real estate and then, you know, quickly open up, you know, a branch of that prior brokerage, that boutique brokerage, that friend's brokerage. And um, as I got going, I started to realize that I didn't want to, I didn't want to own a brokerage due to like the risk and the liability. That's not the fun part for me. Like I enjoy being with people and being in houses. And so, um, you know, I had people reaching out to me very regularly from other brokerages trying to recruit me. And I've always just had the, um, I, I'll, I'll go to lunch with anybody. I just like creating relationships. And EXP, there was a guy local to me who was, you know, really talking to me about it for some time. It was a very tough decision and ultimately not a good fit to move with him at EXP. But when I found my current, you know, the people who sponsored me, you know, that was it. I, the rev share it just totally makes sense to me. Um, I didn't want to have to like recreate the wheel. When I came in EXP, I got in a line where I have free coaching. Um, God, there's so much stuff. The stock awards. Um, I wanted access to like organized healthcare for my family. Um, yeah, I just, it was, ta- it was adding so many streams of revenue without me changing anything about what I did. Right. That's, that's great. And that's true. And you said, you know, I, w- I want to have you dive into that a little bit that the first person that tried to recruit you or wasn't quite the right fit. The yep. second one is, so how important is that, you know, when, when looking for the right mentor, right sponsor yes. and others at EXP? I think it's, I think it's like deeply important and I'm grateful that I spent the time to figure that out. Um, you know, I had like really deep ties at my prior brokerage and um, so it was painful for me to even consider leaving and I'm, I'm grateful it was that way because it made me be very um, calculated about uh, if I was going to move, it had to be like an exceptional fit. And I think other people should do that as well because, you know, I love that EXP is um, like so free and open about the way that we can run our businesses. Um, and that's really good. But, you know, not everybody's line offers, you know, the same thing, right? It's it's wildly different depending on who sponsors you. And I think it's really important to find somebody who offers what you need, right? I'm just constantly looking for, people who have what I want or live the way that I want to live. And then I want to get around them, be of service to them, like give back and be a sponge. So I think it's really important. 
Right. And, you know, you said you really liked the structure, the, the bones that EXP had for you, whether that yeah. was healthcare and, you know, the stock options and so much more. Yeah. And that's kind of what drew you to it. Now, now that you're here and you're involved and you're an icon with EXP, is yeah. there anything else that you've fallen in love with? Or is that structure still what keeps you with EXP? Not saying that you'd leave, but is that still the number one? Oh, reason? yeah. There is like no, I mean, there's no chance of me leaving. The structure is still what's incredible for me. I mean, you know, when I came over here, I got synced up with the coach who I have now, who's Sherry Swift. And she helped me kind of not create the wheel, right? So, you know, before I came over, I was handling whatever, six to 11 transactions at once, solo, with zero support staff. I felt like my hair was on fire. It was not being able to spend time with my family. I got synced up over here, immediately got a transaction coordinator. So my quality of life improved immediately because I was able to use systems that other people had already used. So I didn't have to figure that out. And then all the auxiliary stuff that we already discussed is, is really been just as good or better than I anticipated. Um, you know, like really, rev, I, I pay personally, I pay way less attention to rev share and I don't spend any time recruiting people, but I have six people in my downline and rev share has been great. Right. Mm -hmm. And the stock awards have been really incredible. Like that, that has grown exponentially for me. So yeah, it's, it's all the same stuff I thought in the beginning. It's just better than I thought it was going to be. That's fabulous. Now, we know you're a pretty active guy from jujitsu and running and your dad. So to keep that work-life balance, that's pretty important because to have this high of production, you, you don't just get a ton of free time. So you have to really have that balance. And how do you keep your emotional health, you know, well without burning yourself out? What are kind of some of your tactics for approaching having that perfect balance? Yeah. So I'm a, uh super intentional about doing the same few things every day. So, you know, like I used to call it my morning routine specifically, but you know, I used to wake up exactly at 5am every morning and very religious about that. I'm still really pretty good about that. That still happens four to five days a week. Um, but no matter what happens early, you know, sometime in the morning, even if I accidentally slept in and I got to get my kids to school first, you know, I say prayers, I meditate, say affirmations, and I work out uh, every day. Like, well, the workout's at least five days a week, but everything else happens every single day. And I'm really um, strict about that. Like, I think it's deeply important to me. Um, you know, this last, like, week or two has been totally nuts. Like, our spring market, I feel like, has just started getting rolling early. And, um, you know, so, like, today's a good example, like, uh, before this podcast, I like sat and took an Epsom salt bath and meditated. Cause I'm like this, I have literally worked from all day for the last two weeks straight. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. You really have to have that routine and, and things to set your boundaries with where I will do this every day. You know, even if it's something that just takes a moment of, yeah. you know, affirmations and prayers. And I think that's great because it keeps you, it gives you roots to get started on your day. Yeah. I mean, when I do that stuff in the morning, like I'm setting myself self up for a really positive day, you know, on the days where whatever I have to like get out of bed and sprint, I feel like I'm playing catch up all day. So like, you know, I think a lot of times like how I spend my morning is just a huge predictor of how the rest of the day is going to go. 
Absolutely. And, you know, it sets you up for success, clearly, because an icon agent isn't something that doesn't have structure. It isn't something that just lets, you know, the market run itself. That takes a lot of work. That takes a lot of culture. And you are an icon award winner. That's why you're on the icon podcast. Can you kind of in your own words describe, you know, what the icon award means to you, how much production you had to do to get there and the benefits that it's provided you? Yeah, so the Icon, the Icon Agent Award, um, obviously we have to sell, we have to cap out and then pay in an additional five grand in transaction fees, or at least that's how it usually happens for us in Michigan based on our average price point. So typically that's capping out plus 20 deals. So when I transitioned over, like I just closed out my third full year of real estate. So I went from like five mil to selling, you know, in year one to selling uh, 10 mil in the second year for just under, it's like nine, nine. And then like 16 mil in year three. So when I transitioned to EXP, Icon Agent was the goal. Like that was why, that was huge. So um, yeah, I mean, it's been great. You know, I did all, I processed all those transactions in my first full year at EXP. It was great, 16 mil, 45 units. And, um, you know, then as a result of that, getting all, all the stock back was really cool. Like that's been great for me. Mm-hmm. And the, like, you know, that's not money when you cap out, that's not money that you're basically throwing away. It's money that you're earning back. <clears throat> and in a lot of ways, um, like EXP has so many ways for you to earn that back. You get to go to EXPCon and yeah. was it Cabo, Cancun? Yeah. So EXPCon was awesome. That was in Vegas. <clears throat> and then we have shareholders coming up and that's in Florida. And then there's a bunch of like auxiliary events through, you know, various lines. Like some people are in Cabo right now. I don't know. There's always something going on. Right. Of course. Keep, they like to keep you busy. Yes. And so you said when you first transitioned over there, your first year, you saw that icon award and you're like, I'm coming for you. I want that. I want to set my goals towards that. Yes. Now, if somebody watching this is the same way, is that something they should even try to strive for in their first year? Uh, Kind of talk to us about that. Sure. Yeah. First year in real estate, if you pull off icon, in your first year of real estate, that would be just mind blowing and incredible. Mm -hmm. So yes, um, yeah, that would be really cool. First year at EXP, absolutely attainable for people. You know, I think you have to have um, a pretty planned attack in order to make that occur, right? Like can't be winging it. That person who's gonna hit icon it's probably going to have some sort of time block schedule and it, adhere to it in some capacity, at least by me, like our average price. I think my average sales price last year was like 380 or 390. And that's probably higher than normal. Um, so out here, like you have to do a good amount of units. So person's probably going to have to, you know, have a legitimate plan in place, like, you know, potentially a transaction coordinator, time block schedule, um, you know, organized outreach to their sphere of influence, some way for requesting referrals. You know, I don't pay for any leads, but you know, some people might you yeah. know, do that or cold call or whatever, but there's gotta be a plan. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right to have that structure, like little goals yeah. to get you there. Cause it is, it is a big accomplishment. It takes a lot of production. It takes a lot of organization. And so sitting down with yourself and making sure week by week, you know, what am I gonna obtain to get a step closer this week? Exactly. Yeah. So like one of the cool things, my coach, Sherry Swift, so she does an annual business plan with us and that typically happens like December or so, so we can get ready for the next year. But 
she does it with every incoming agent. And so when I came into EXP, I told her like, Hey, I want to hit icon. And then she had this super cool spreadsheet built out where we, we worked back. Like she said, do you want to be listings based? And I was like, yeah, of course, you know? Um, so that's been a goal I've been working towards. So we set a ratio there and then she spit out how many listing appointments I would need to go on in order to get the right amount of listings in order to get the right amount of closed. And then that just became a framework for me, you know, to break that down monthly, like, okay, I know that I need to go on 3.6 listing appointments per month. So I just rounded up to four. And then if I do that, then I should probably hit my goal. So it was cool. Okay. Yeah, that's really cool. I'm setting out that annual plan. And uh, it's really cool that AXP has that, you know, you can have mentors and coaches and people that all want you to succeed. It's not a, it's not a competition in a like malice way. It's a competition in a fun, like, oh, you want to beat me? Yeah. Like, this is how you can do it. Like, I dare yeah. you. Let's try it. Yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah. So I love that about real estate. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I talk a lot about rising tides, raise all ships. That is not a quote for me. It's just a quote I heard early on in real estate. And, um, you know, it's so weird to be in an industry that is generally speaking like that. Like mm-hmm. I have found that, you know, the people who are really actually successful in selling a lot of real estate are typically very giving, very caring individuals. And they're usually willing to share and I try to operate that way as well. I pretty much tell every everybody everything I do, um, you know, and just believe that that makes the market better. Like there's enough houses, first of all. And second of all, I know most people who ask me these questions aren't going to do this stuff anyway. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> transparently, I'm not really at risk. <laughs> no, and you're being honest and I love that. So, um, you know, you said your first interaction with EXP wasn't quite the right fit, but then you found a fit. And was there any time that you were skeptical of EXP? I know you had like tight connections with your boutique brokerage. So for like an agent that's watching right now, they're on the outside looking in, they see the grass is greener, but they're like, this is a pyramid scheme. There's no way this is as good as it sounds. What's the catch? What would you have to say to them? Yeah. So I didn't really have an issue, but I was surrounded. You know, there are people everywhere who still, you know, talk about EXP being a pyramid scheme. And, you know, ultimately what I had to decide is like, you know, was I going to make decisions about my well-being and my business based on what other people thought, you know? And so I had to sit with myself and kind of evaluate like, okay, do I agree with these people? And even if it is set up in a pyramid structure, like, is that necessarily bad? Or, you know, are all these people, all the things these people are implying when they're trying to diss this brokerage, uh, is that actually a negative? And so, you know, my opinion on whether it's pyramid scheme, yeah, I I do not believe that, of course, but obviously we're setting up in a structure where we're compensated for bringing people in, right? Mm -hmm. And that is okay with me. Keller Williams has the exact same thing. So why is nobody talking about that with Keller Williams? Ours is just significantly more financially advantageous, you know? Yeah. So if we're going to look at, like, what for me, the two biggest brokerages out here are Keller Williams and EXP, like... They both have this similar kind of, you know, compensation structure. I'm absolutely going to go the one who actually pays me significantly more. <laughs> you know, of like, course. But it's just way better for me. So, and, you know, the other really cool part about this knock is like people say that like it's really negative, but when I think of the way we're built out, it incentivizes me to be of service to others. And that is my primary purpose. I, I genuinely believe that when I am trying to be of service to my clients, 
and my peers in real estate that my my business is better, right? And I did that before. I was already helping people. And now I just switched over to EXP and I'm still helping people. But now I am compensated for my time and the knowledge that I've worked very hard to acquire. So it's just really cool. Like, I love that, you know, I think if you're sitting on the fence and you see the value, I would ask yourself, like, you know, are you making decisions based on what other people think or what you're actually seeing is true? Like, you know, all of this stuff is real. Like, I actually get revenue share. And it's not a scam. And I actually get stock awards. And it's totally not a scam. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, people talk about experienced agents going to, like, you know, brokerage where there's, you know, like, really low-fee brokerages because I don't need a lot of hand-holding. But I'm already at a really low-fee brokerage. <laughs> I'm getting 16 grand back in stock per year plus stock awards on top. Like, I'm not – I'm temporarily coming out of pocket and then being re, you know, uh, whatever I'm getting reversed in, in different ways as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's awesome for me. So I love it. Right. And it may not be the right fit for everybody, but it's worth yeah. hearing about. It's worth talking about. And you've got a great attitude. I'll go to lunch with anybody. You want to talk yeah. to me about something? Sure. Let's make a connection. And mm-hmm. I think that's the right attitude you have to have when being approached by EXP and hear them out because yeah. if it's not your right fit. Yes. Right. Yes. All the brokerages are hitting you up. That's fine. Yeah. No biggie at all. And I feel that way all the time. Like I'm, I'm just thinking about attraction rather than promotion, right? Like I'm trying to attract like-minded individuals, like-minded agents and brokers to me. I'm not out there like screaming from the rooftops, like promoting this, like I'm just living my life and it's very beneficial and it comes up organically in conversations very frequently. Yeah. You know, agents are curious you know, whether it's good or bad, they want to know. And that's awesome. Right. They trust you. They see the life you're living. You know, they're curious. Everybody's a little curious about it. They see the grass is greener and they're wondering if, if it's true. And that's great. Yeah. And Nick, I'm out of questions for you. Is there anything else you want to talk about? No, I'm totally good. I really appreciate you making some time for me and having me on the podcast today. Of course. It's been my pleasure. If you have any ideas of, uh, any spinoff episodes you want to do in the future, you let me know because if there's one thing I'm good at, it's talking. All right. Cool. Well, I love it. Thank you very much and we will do. Thank you, Nick.